greatest foe. Well, let us be your guide to what is worthwhile. David and Paul tell you now what crap you can bear. And if you don't like that, well, you can go to hell. Don't watch that. Hey, hey, hey. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey Watch This, I'm Paul Goebel. I'm David Bax. Uh, and uh, it's a great day here in California, summer's finally here. It's yeah, a little it's hot, bad. but it's nice today, but summer's definitely here, right? You think so? Yeah, summer yeah. has sprung. You got the AC on in your place? We did yesterday. Yeah. I spent the weekend in Culver City for the LA Film Festival, right? which has been almost, the it's been like too cold, <laughs> it's been like weirdly yeah. chilly, like... Because when you're waiting to go in for the movies, the holding area is like outside in the courtyard, and at night it's like bring you know, bring a sweater. Well, whereas, yeah, especially it's at 90, night, ninety-two degrees in the valley. Well, it was weird over the weekend. It was really kind of humid, but yeah, it's uh, the summer is definitely here, and you know everybody's being dumb summer-wise. Both my kids are here being the worst. Um, I want to, before I forget, I saw the movie The Do-Over this weekend. I'm sorry? Yeah, I, right? I haven't seen it, actually. I shouldn't say that. It's one of the many Adam Sandler movies that he made for Netflix. Yeah. What was the deal? He made five movies for them? I think it's four. But only two have come out, right? The well, no. The Six and The well, Do-Over? Didn't The Cobbler count? No, I don't think that counted. Okay. So it's The Do-Over, The Ridiculous Six, and... I think he's got two more coming. I don't know what they are yet. You sure there wasn't another one? No, nope. uh, I'm not oh, 100% sure. I was going to say that Cowboy and Indian ones, but that was a ridiculous thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so just those two. Here's the thing. I don't know if you remember this, but back in the 80s, you know, Burt Reynolds used to make a lot of movies with his friends. Dom DeLuise, Jerry Reed, Hal uh-huh. Needham directed all of them. Yeah. And it was basically, Hal Needham used to be a stuntman. Him and Burt Reynolds were good buddies. So they made movies together where everybody had a good time. Uh-huh. And even if the movie wasn't very good, like, say, Smoking a Bandit 2 or Cannonball Run 2 uh-huh. or any one of those, uh, well, there was another one that I think, like, Smoking a Bandit 3, Burt Reynolds wasn't even in. That's true. So those movies are pretty bad later on. But at least you, should, you can tell everybody's having a good time, right? Uh-huh. And... It's showcased by the fact that they all have bloopers at the end of them, showing them all having a great time fucking around. <laughs> um, and you're like, well, at least they were having fun. And it was, you know, good old-fashioned fun with Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. This movie, the fucking do-over, is like that, but nobody's having fun. You watch it and go, man, these guys really don't look like they're enjoying themselves. <laughs> Especially because the do-over is just a fuck-around. The movie makes no fucking sense. It changes. Like, Adam Sandler first says, yeah, I'm in the FBI, just like we talked about. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not in the FBI. I'm a guidance counselor. No, I, I actually have cancer. And it just fucking changes over and over and over again. And eventually you get to the end of the movie and go, so what was the fucking point of this? <laughs> they, why did they make this movie? And once again, it's a classic case. I don't know what... I think it was Little Nicky. When Adam Sandler made Little Nicky, that was the last movie where he looked like a dipshit. Right? That was the last movie he made where he was the idiot. Huh. 
it was that the Water Boy. Uh, there's another one. Billy Madison. Well, he's still kind of a kind of better than everyone else in Billy Madison. Okay, he's pretty he, dumb. Though. He didn't even know he's dumb, but even Happy. Happy Gilmore. Even Happy Gilmore. I'm saying Happy Madison, but that's the production company. Even Happy Gilmore. He's an idiot. Yeah. And he's violent, but at least he's better. He's the good guy in it. Um, but in but ever since Little Nicky, where he was kind of off, he had something wrong yeah. with him. He has played not just a normal person, but the coolest person in the movie, right? In the Grown Ups 1 and 2, he's the greatest basketball player who never played pro ball. In every one of these movies, he's married to a gorgeous woman. And I know I've talked about this before. Uh Selma Hayek, uh, Kate Beckinsale, Uh um, uh, Katie Holmes in Jack and Jill. Oh, that's right. Right? I saw Jack and Jill. Yeah, right? Terrible. And then... And then the other guy in the movie, whoever it is, whether it's Nick Swartzen or David Spade or whoever, is all, uh, Kevin James, most likely, yeah. is always the fuck-up, right? Uh, Chuck, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry is the best example. Not only is Kevin James the fuck-up who he has to rescue, but he's, like, great with women. At one point, he's having sex with eight women at the same time. <laughs> you remember that scene? I never saw that. He movie. comes out of his bedroom to talk to Kevin James, and one by one, these women come out and, and make the same joke. Hey, are we going to get back to it? And it's supposed to be funny, especially because the eighth one is Tila Tequila. This is fucking sad now at this point. But okay. that's, wow. that's how cool he wants to be perceived. Now, I understand that it is a known fact that he grew up being ridiculed. By friends and family. He called his first record, They're All Gonna Laugh at You. Yeah. Quoting his mom, right? Meaning, you know, everyone's gonna laugh at you. Uh-huh. He spent his life trying to get people to laugh with but him. Isn't that a reference to Which Carrie? he did. They're all gonna laugh at you? Uh, maybe, but I think that's something that kids, that parents say to their kids who wanna shine a light on themselves. They say, don't mm-hmm. do that or you're gonna be sorry. Everyone's gonna laugh at you. But, of course, he said, I want them to laugh at me. More importantly, I want them to laugh with me. And it happened. And there was a time when Adam Sandler was probably the funniest comedian out there at the time. He could do no wrong. And then Little Nicky happened, and people lost their jobs and, and their houses, and he felt bad. And he said, never again will I make a movie where I look stupid that loses money. And I think that... So I, I wasn't paying attention... I never paid attention to box office. So Little Nicky was a, a flop then? Huge. Okay. And especially... It's too it, bad. It's it's on the better end of his movies. Probably. Because it's more ambitious. Well, just because all of the movies up till then were kind of ambitious. Were at least had something going on in them. You know, had some sort of funny... Well, like, uh, what's the one? Big Daddy. Where he oh, okay. has the kid... That one, I think, is great. It's not the best Adam Sandler movie, but it's a perfect movie because he's not an idiot. He's actually quite smart. They make, they make it clear he's one of those underachiever guys, just kind of lazy. He's very smart, and he's a nice guy, but he's happy working in a toll booth. And then this kid comes along that he thinks is his kid, so he tries to do the right thing and raise him. But, of course, the kid's already four, and he's, you know, he doesn't know anything about being a parent. And other people are in it who are funny. Sadly, Leslie Mann is in it. But John Stewart <laughs> is in it, who uh, one of his last acting jobs. But that's like the, a great movie because he's, he's a guy trying to do the right thing, but he doesn't really know what he's do, doing. And it all works out in the end. And it's funny to see him and a kid together. But every, it's like I want to see a movie with him and John Hamm where 
John Hamm is the funny one, and Adam Sandler is the cool one, and then we can finally say, okay, we get it. <laughs> All right? This is the movie where John Hamm was the funniest person in it, and this is the movie where Adam Sandler was the coolest, best-looking guy in it. So you've got it, all right? You've got your movie where you're that guy. Now do what you're good at instead. I feel bad for John Hamm the same way. You know, the guy made a ton of TV pilots where he was hilarious and small parts in movies that nobody saw. Then along comes Don Draper, this great dramatic character. And everyone goes, ah, man, John Hamm, good looking, serious. He's my man. And he goes, no, I'm hilarious, everyone. I swear to God. Me and Nathan Fillion did a pilot together where we were funny doctors. Come on. And they all go, yeah, that's great. You're great looking. And they forget how funny he is because he is a funny dude. I don't know if you can forget anymore how funny John Hamm is because every TV show seems to be trying to tell us that he's funny. Well, that's what I'm saying. They shove it. They want to shove it down our throats. I'm like, yeah, the guy is funny. I saw Bridesmaids. Hilarious. Yeah. Very funny movie. It's funny on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. Everything. I, 30 Rock, all that shit. He's hilarious. Every time he's on SNL. Kills me. But, you know, we get it. We get it. You're funny and you're good looking. Adam Sandler, we get it. You're rich, powerful, and you're funny. You're, you can be all those things at once. It, it, it fucking drives me nuts. And, and I like David Spade a lot, too. You know, he's from Phoenix. He grew up in Arizona the same time I did. And, you know, I used to see him perform around Arizona and stuff. And he was the guy back then. I remember one of my favorite jokes was, I just saw Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, man, more like Jason Takes Six Bucks. <laughs> that joke is crazily dated, yet it's still fucking hysterical. Right. It still nails it, right? And David Spade was that guy back then. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on all this, but I do want to stick out for one... The Adam Sandler's desire to be cool in movies has given us at least one of his great movies, What's which that? is You Don't Mess With the Zohan, <laughs> which is a very funny movie. I agree. It is a funny movie, but still, it's weird. Well, I don't know, because that's my, that one's a little over the top, because he's like the coolest of the cool. He's like yeah. a, a superhero. Yeah. Not only does he do these amazing things because he's some kind of great soldier... Israeli soldier, but he also has apparently a giant cock that no woman can resist. But he uses it mainly to bang old ladies, which I find very funny. <laughs> like Lady Kazan. That you're right, that is funny. And there's good actors in it too. You know who's actually great in that is Nick, who plays it straight. He's like plays a normal person in that movie. Uh-huh. He's Lady Kazan's son. He's the guy in the movie who goes, What is going on here? <laughs> the whole time. And that and that's funny. I, I don't but the thing that ruins that movie is that he can't tell, uh, what's her name, Emmanuel Chikri, that he's Jewish or whatever it is, because uh-huh. she's Palestinian, okay. and that's the that's the the whatever that's the conflict of that movie yeah. that he can't tell her. And I was like, really? Is that what the the message of this movie is? Jews and Palestinians should get along. <laughs> I think I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> so you're not really breaking any barriers. Well, with I, that. I, don't, I don't. I like that it examined those stereotypes. I don't. I don't. We don't need to get into no. You're right. You For two guys who so. really know very little about that whole thing <laughs> and have no, you know, we don't have any relatives or friends about it. I bet there's probably. You know, Jewish folks who watched that and went, ah, right on, man. Uh-huh. This speaks to me. So, you're right. That is a funny movie. I, I agree with you. But that's all I did this week, and I really didn't do a whole lot. Well, I had there's a, not a lot of TV on. So. Um, I had a great TV nerd celebrity sighting mm-hmm. on, uh, on Thursday. Okay. Because I was at the, uh, as I mentioned, at the LA Film Fest. 
and uh, I actually had mo- more than one, um, but one is particularly uh, of interest to me. So I went to see a movie called Bloodstripe, which was directed by an actor-director named Remy Aubergenois. René Aubergenois' son, right? The son of René Aubergenois, right. who we all know as whatever his character's name was on Deep Space Nine, right? O- Odo. Odo. Yes. Uh, but also, not in... He's uh, René is also in the movie that okay. Remy directed. But not in the movie, just there for apparently moral support, was another actor who was also in Deep Space Nine and was also on Buffy. Do you know who I'm talking about? Armin Shimmerman. Armin Shimmerman. was like two people ahead of me in line. And I could not get up the really? nerve to go like get a get myself a Snapchat or something. Really? Yeah, I, I can't. I've, I've never been able to do that with celebrities. Well, you know, he, he doesn't get recognized a lot considering he played Quark right. on DS Nine. He doesn't look a lot. He looks just like Principal Whatever Snyder. Snyder on Buffy, but he doesn't look anything like Quark. Yeah, I met him once at an audition. And he was very cool. I would always talk to people at auditions I knew because we're there for the same thing. Uh-huh. I don't. I never felt like I was bothering anyone because you're just sitting in a waiting room. Right. So why not chat up the other actors? And at the time, he had been replaced on Buffy. He had already been killed uh-huh. uh, and replaced with Ken Lerner. You remember the new the new principal? No, I think you've got it backwards. Oh, was it the other way around? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kenny Lerner was he was attacked by wolves, eaten by well hyenas. Hyenas. That's right. But yeah, when Principal Snyder died is when the high school ceased to exist. So there was no one who oh, that's right. replaced him. That's right. Yeah, so it was Kenny Lerner first. Cause, and I talked to him about that. I was like, so you, you're the new principal? And he's like, yeah. And I guess he and Ken Lerner knew each other. And uh, But I don't was DS9 over by that time? I don't know. They overlapped. But we just shot the shit. And he was a normal guy. I can't believe he didn't. Just, you, you got to just say, hey, man, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Because they, I, I, don't, I can't do it. Celebrities love to hear that. The one person I ever did that to, um, and this will actually tie into our episode today, um, but the one person I ever did that to back when we were to the Arclight was I couldn't not say hi to LeVar Burton. Yeah. But not we're not about Star Trek, about reading Rainbow. Because when I was a kid, reading Rainbow was a super important sure. show to me. And, uh, and as we it, know now, LeVar Burton loves to hear that. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he, if, I think if you told, if, if he, you asked him what is the most important thing you did, he'd probably say that, which is a big deal. Yeah. Considering he was in Roots and so many other things, Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a big deal. He, he And now that they brought that back, he hears that all at, all the fucking time. Yeah. So, you Yeah, know this was in 2007, it. so it was definitely before it was... I wonder if he would have said, yeah, I wish there was a way that we could raise money to just bring the show back. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> and then LeVar Burton and I... Started Kickstarter. Like we founded Kickstarter. That's no, a, no, you guys started a different fundraising <laughs> website that bombed. It's called GiveMeMoney.net. For some reason, people did not respond to it. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to talk about Roots then? Speaking of Lavar Burton, yeah, let's do it. Um, I know. I, as we talked about last week, I have never seen the original Roots right. series. I did some reading up about it. Um, well, it was a book first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't okay. know if you heard about that. I, I, did, I didn't read the book. I did some reading about differences, at least in, in the, the first. Yeah, in the first. I watched, we're going to talk about the first episode. I also, by the way, watched most of the second because I'm really into it now. Yeah, well, I recorded all of it, but I purposely only watched, well, first I stopped after the first hour, because for those of you who hadn't watched it, unlike the regular Roots, uh, the first hour of this one is uh, all about the Kinte family yeah. and their life in Africa, and and I think the second hour starts with them on the boat back to 
America. Is it that long in? Yeah, I think so. The, the the whole first hour is young Kutsukente growing up, and oh, yeah, because there's a whole section of him going uh, off, all the young men of his age going off for their essentially warrior training, right? And that's a huge long section. Yeah, and it explains also just unlike unlike the original, which the first ep- the first one the first uh, episode of Roots first scene is. I think it's literally Kuntzkinte running down the beach, and he gets a net thrown on him. Next thing he knows, he's in a boat. Uh-huh. That's how it starts. Really? Which is a, certainly a, a valid choice. And also at the time, it's like, well, the fact... Because the person who throws a net on him is another African. It's not a white man. And I'm sure at the time, a lot of people were like, what? And they were told, well, that's historically accurate. But without context, just that's historically accurate. And it's important that they show why... Uh, more uh, why Africans were basically kidnapping other Africans and selling them to white men. Uh, and again, it all came down to fucking guns. White men showed up in Africa and said, look at these guns that we can give you. What do you have in exchange? Not, uh, we want this, but literally, what do you have that's worth a gun? And they went, we'll give you anything. How about if we give you another person? How about if we turn our backs on our own humanity... And decide another person is less than me, and I give them to you. Because there's no... I mean, literally, it's kidnapping. Yeah. They chain them up but with as, uh, makeshift chains and say, here you go. As the opening narration in this by Lawrence Fishburne, who's credited as Alex Haley, by the way, not as narrator. Mm. I don't know if you noticed that. Well... That's weird. That makes um, sense, because I don't think it was in the first one, but in the second one, Roots is the Next Generation. I told you, James Earl Jones played Alex Haley, okay. and he kind of narrates um, But Lawrence Fishburne talks about how... Um, Slavery already existed as a concept in Africa. Like, Africans had a slavery system of their own. Sure, and indentured uh, servitude. Yeah, and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I, did, I, did, I didn't realize that um, difference. The main difference that I was reading about was that in the original, there were more um, sympathetic white characters or, or characters who, mm-hmm. white characters who were uh, outwardly struggling with things. <laughs> their own, yeah, being a businessman. Uh, and Yeah, yeah. And, and this one... There's none of that. Like, even I've gotten into the second episode, like, there are white people who are maybe nicer than the other white people. Sure. But this show still goes out of its way to say, these are still human beings who regard other human beings as property and right. as, as livestock, essentially. Like, it it, yeah. it, it it almost, it not only does it not show, not, not be sympathetic to white characters, it almost goes out of its way to mm. undercut any sympathy you might have for white characters. I can see that. To repeatedly remind you how awful slavery is. I really yeah, like that. I, I do too, because, taste. yeah, because in every conversation about slavery in general, uh, it starts off with, slavery is wrong, however, and then, <laughs> and then all the white people... Uh, or basically anyone who is appointed to be the white person in that conversation then talks about how you had to have slaves if you wanted to succeed in business, which isn't a hundred percent true, but it is mostly true for the time. And even you know Andrew Jackson, blah blah. blah. And there are some people who, yes, they had slaves and never beat them, but they were still fucking slaves. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. They were not there by choice, and that's the bottom line. And unlike the regular roots or the textbooks we had growing up it shows all the different ways people were cruel not just this is uh, my property but the people who were sadistic about it who used it as an excuse to be mean and hurt another living being instead of beating a horse they got to beat a person uh, it showed uh females who were completely um 
dominated by society gave them an outlet to be dominating to someone else. It didn't matter. You know, they would never talk back to their husbands or another man or even another woman friend of theirs in public. But they could say and do whatever they wanted to the black guy. Right? Right. Check the black guy. See if he's laughing. They never said that during slavery, by the way. Don Rickles would perform at slave auctions and stuff. And he'd be like, <laughs> check out the black guy. Tell me if he's laughing. And everyone went, no. He's not laughing. Nobody is. It's fucking slavery. And Don was like, all right, fine. This is just not going to work. Hundred years later, killed it, nailed it. <laughs> but um, so that's why I stopped watching the first episode because I was like, "Well, this is a good place to stop, and we can but just I'm talk glad, about this." I'm glad we finished the first episode. Because yeah, and then we discussed it and yeah. said, "Let's let's watch the the second hour." Because if we stopped well. an hour in, we wouldn't have actually been talking about slavery. And no, you're right. We were talking about kidnapping and on the boat, and uh, and then also there wouldn't have been. In, any white characters, I think. In the first hour, there's no white people. Yeah, well, I think there's the Englishman doing the deal with the guns you're talking about. Yeah, very there's little. There's no white characters. Yeah, and then when they get on the boat, obviously all the people who, who uh, are on the boat and run it and yeah. stuff. But they have very few lines. And it's not until they get to America and it's Matthew Good and James, James Purifoy, who are yeah. great. Uh, uh, but it's clear they're the dudes. And then and then you yeah. see all the other stuff that's going to happen. And we also wouldn't have met... Forrest Whitaker if we stopped an hour. True, Fiddler, yeah. Great. yeah. Who's great as Fiddler. And and it, it's funny because I remember watching, obviously I remember watching Roots and putting it in perspective, but this does such a great job of setting things up. Because you see the first, in the whole first hour, the life they live there in Africa. They're not savages. They have a political system. They have farms. They raise animals. They, you know, uh, they don't arrange marriages or anything, you know. It's a normal life there. They just happen to not wear shoes, right? <laughs> they just run around without any shoes on is all. Uh, so it's a normal life. And there's different tribes. And like my favorite scene is that first one where Kuntz dad basically runs into that dude and says, don't fuck around here with my family. You know what yeah. I mean? He's like, you run your tribe your way. Just stay away from us. And it's very much like every other society. Right. And then that one society said, we need something from you that you won't give to us. So we're going to take it. And shit, and shit goes down. And, and I love that. And then when they got on the boat, showed, yeah, things are bad on the boat. We already pretty much know that. Really bad. But yeah. what you don't know is that it was so bad, many of them thought, we have no choice but to take this fucking boat. Yeah. And they were very smart, and they sang their song to communicate to each other that way, and they almost fucking did it. That is not in the original roots at all. Really? It, I'm sure it's in the book. Because it makes sense to me. Because you hear that every time someone tells a story about kidnapping or slavery or child abduction. Why didn't you try to fight? Why didn't you try to get away? Well, these guys are on a fucking boat. Yeah. They can't jump over the side and swim home. Their only choice is to, they like they said, we have to get that big gun behind that wall. And then we can take the boat. And they almost did. Yeah, and we haven't talked yet about, um, we're naming all the actors, but we haven't talked about uh, Derek Luke, um, who was... Kunta's uncle, I guess, in the, in the oh, first yeah. hour. Who they captured. Uh, yeah, who's... Uh, I haven't gotten used to Derek Luke being an old enough now to be that role, because I always think of him as being a younger guy, because he has a young... Who, who What was he in before? Uh, the, the thing I always think of, but I know not everyone will, because it wasn't a very widely seen movie, but um, the movie Spartan with uh, Val Kilmer, the David Mamet movie, mm-hmm. he's the, like... Val Kilmer plays a Secret Service agent, and Derek Luke is the 
brand new recruit to the Secret Service that he's okay. like training. So he's like so he's younger to be like than Val Kilmer or whatever. Uh, that's in, funny. In, in that, and like I just always think of him as a young character, and well, now he's all beefy and uh, you know facial hair. And, yeah, but he was great. Um, well, black don't crack. So uh, you know. yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, but you know that um, that revolt on the on the ship and the aftermath uh, speaks to something I, I wanted to mention. Which is the violence on the show, and like the the physical violence, and how first I mean, this isn't on a premium cable. This is on basic cable, but it's mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty hardcore. And again, mm-hmm. I've watched most of the second episode; it gets worse. Frankly. I'm sure. Um, and uh, and there I, are warnings, yeah, warnings before yeah. each episode. But I I don't think that's a sensationalistic choice. No, I, I think what it does. I think when you when you see flesh being you know, punctured by bullets and blood splattering. And at the end of this first installment, you get yeah. the frame, the famous whipping scene, which is, you're just seeing, with each whip, there's like a half liter of blood just spilling on the dirt. It's, yeah. It's disgusting. And even, uh, not even in the um, violence itself, but in the, in the, in the slave, in the revolt on the ship, afterwards, when they're tossing the dead bodies into the water, it's mm-hmm. disturbing how, dead and just like they're just dead weight and they're just throwing them they're treating them like nothing yeah and I think that that making that connection between treating flesh as something base and something that you can take apart and and, and treat not as something with a soul mm-hmm. making that connection between the actual violence and the just sort of inherent violence of slavery itself right I think that's I think that's a very uh, um, intentional de- decision mm-hmm. to make, to depict the violence that way. Yeah, and I think a lot of what this show is, because obviously they knew, well, we're, we're going to be judged by the original, obviously. And even though it's not, it's not a remake of Roots, it's just, a, just like True Grit was another version based on the book. This is another version based on the book with different actors and told a different way. So, but right. That, right. I think they purposely said... Let's make things. Let's make more of a stark contrast so people see, and so you see all that first hour with, like you said, the, the stark contrast, and they show the way things are, and then they get to America and get to, and one of the first things you see is Forrest Whitaker in this nice outfit and, yeah. and powdered wig. So you're like, who the fuck is this? And he speaks perfect English, and who the fuck is this guy? And then you get to know, oh, it's Fiddler. He he. He plays music for them. That's why he's dressed up because he, he's basically a house n-word, and he uh, it performs at parties and stuff. So that's why he is like that. And so that you immediately go, "Oh my god!" So they drove they drug some of these guys from from Africa and literally uh, dressed them up right. and made them do things that they were maybe a little good at, and then they got better at, so they wouldn't get beaten or die or. You know, or get killed or whatever, well, um, and and that that was a big thing to me. And then when they and then when they say, well, obviously Kunta Kinte is going to be a problem, and the slave master says, yeah, give him the fiddler because he doesn't want the responsibility of it because he knows he's going to be a problem. The that, other thing that's so great. The other thing about fiddler, I think, is that it's a reminder that look, this is the 1760s. I think is when when it, when we first get to mm-hmm. uh, uh, America. We keep calling it America, but it's the colonies. Yeah. Like, America, the country, doesn't even exist yet. Right. It'll be a hundred years before slavery is abolished. And Fiddler is already a, like, 
second or third generation slave. He has he's not Fiddler yeah. is not from Africa. Right. He's never been there. He was born in America. He's light skinned. Yeah, his name's Henry. He like, clearly has a white person that, uh, So it's like a reminder yeah. that um, where we're coming in, there's a century left of slavery to go and it's already been going on for hundreds of years. Yeah, it's obviously uh, a business, you know, when they come when the, the guys who are gonna buy slaves come down to the boat and are checking the the cargo, looking uh-huh. in their eyes their ears, looking at their teeth, and then at one point they want to stick something up his ass or something to, to, to make sure everything's good down there. I mean, just like they were cattle or any right. other uh, any other thing. And then they're doing business. And and I guess, uh, if I remember correctly, James Purifoy eventually says enough with this Kunta Kinte. He's too much trouble. And he sells him to Matthew Good, who's his brother. Is that the deal? Uh, or just yeah. his friend? Yeah. Yeah, it's his brother. So, so his brother says, I'll take him. And, uh, and and even that, it's like the two guys. James Purifoy is not set up as some sort of villain. He's just a businessman who wants to succeed. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they kind of set up that he's struggling and he's... And this last-ditch effort to buy some slaves is going to get his farm back on track? Yeah, and he actually owes money to Matthew Good. So it, it isn't... Uh, I don't think it's actually a sale of Kuta Kinte so much as it is like... Gives you know, it to a, him. A reduction in debt. Right. Here's something off what I owe you. Here's a slave. Because it's worth... Because that one slave is worth a lot of money. That was a thing back then. It's just like buying a horse or whatever. You you spend one... You spend a big lump sum on this one farm, you know, beast or yeah. or whatever you want, tool or whatever you want to call it. And if it doesn't work out, you're fucked. It's like buying a tractor for your farm and then you bought a lemon. You're fucked yeah. completely because that money's gone. I know. I, I keep... I know we're supposed to be keeping it to the first one because that's all you watched, but yeah. I did watch most of the second one. And there's actually Matthew Good's character actually talks about like breeding. Like, there's a slave who's like a 15 year old girl, and he's like, "Oh, I guess it's time I bred her." Right. So, uh, it's horrifying. No, it is horrifying, and it's funny because this show Underground on WGN um, pretty much tells you know a different story about slavery. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's you know about the Underground Railroad and slaves escaping, but it's just as brutal. Um, you know, with people getting, you know, brutally whipped and children and, you know, at the end of one episode, you know, uh, Reed Diamond ends up hanging one of his slaves who you come to find out was his son. And he's a sympathetic character. He's not even the worst person on the show. Mm-hmm. And and with Roots, you find the same way. I mean, I don't know if you saw the uh, how much of Chicken George is in the second episode. Uh, it's, I haven't finished the second episode, but there's no Chicken George. So that I, I understand the... Based on what I understand of the timeline, um, Chicken George won't be in the second one. Probably because, not. It's Kunta, he, Kizzy, and George. Yeah, and, and where I am at the, you know, more than halfway through the second episode, Kizzy's still not even an adult yet. Right. Not even a Nika Noni Rose, who I know is going to be playing her. Okay. Cicely Tyson in the original. So in the original, Ben Vereen, Chicken George, that was the meat of the story. Because they call him Chicken George because he raised chickens for cockfighting. Uh-huh. And he was great at it. And his master, Tom Moore was like a gazillionaire. He was wildly successful as a farmer. That was Chuck Connors. And as this guy. And basically Chicken George ran it for him. And so he was, you know, he dressed up and he was a t- the typical house N-word. And because Kizzy was his mom, she got a break. And then he's like, well, I want this woman to be my wife. So now she's not in the field anymore. So he has this great life. And so you start to think, well, things aren't so bad for Chicken George. And in the original... Eventually, he saves all this money because he's being paid to do this job. 
and he goes to Tom Moore and says, I want to buy my freedom and my wife's freedom and all my kids. And Tom Moore goes, I'm not going to sell you. What are you, nuts? I'm not going to sell you your freedom. You make me thousands of dollars. Why would I ever do that? And and it, it, you realize, oh, yeah, he wasn't free. This was never an option for him. They just said it was. And then he wants to kill Tom Moore. And you find out, no, he's your father. You can't kill your father. <laughs> uh, Cicely Tyson says, no, he's your father. I'm sure it would be much different in this version. But that's the, another thing that you know people don't understand. Every time you see a black person who is not really, really, really black in their skin, you know, I mean colored black. It's because of slavery. That's the bottom line. And you have to realize that. And I think that's, I mean, we're talking about now, we're not even talking about a TV show. We're talking about the problem of slavery and prejudice and how black people had their entire culture stripped away and all that shit. But it, it's a fundamental thing of life. Like, you know, you look at somebody, like, I don't know about you, but I, as a kid, as a white man, I looked around at other people and thought, they're not from here. Especially, like, Asian people or, uh, when I was little, people from, like, Iran or whatever. They were from very far away, you know, and growing up in Michigan, I was like, they're not from here. But what you got to realize is the reason they're here is probably not by choice. Uh, or, more importantly, it probably wasn't their first choice. You know, so many people come to America either because they were dragged here, like slaves or they came here because they had it was either come here or die you know whether you're a syrian refugee or fucking vietnamese or whatever and and you take that shit for granted because you're like we're americans we're all equal but these stories whether it's this or the killing fields or the fucking stories about escaping death squads and you know, South America, whatever it is. Even if it's just a story about a guy in Mexico who wants to bring his family to America because then he'll have a floor that's not made out of dirt where his kids go to go to bed every night with dirty feet and bugs crawling on him. Maybe that's all he wanted for his family. But that's the fucking story of America. And that's what this story is, the story of how America was built on the backs of slaves and then, you know, and then it was a huge deal to abolish slavery and all that shit. So... It's told in a way that I think it's like the the people who made this, they don't ever want there to be a moment where you go, oh, slavery's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have it so bad. Because yeah. as soon as you say that sentence, something happens yeah. in the show to make you go, oh, never mind. I yeah. shouldn't have said that. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, it's like Kunta Kinte's is badass, clearly. The whole fucking tribe is a bunch of badasses, men and women. And then he does, and then you watch him get whipped, and I, and it was the same way in the original. What would you do if it was you? Right. How many whips would it take for you to go, no, Toby? I'm good. Yeah. Just call me Toby. And I mean, he get, he did that, like whatever, thirteen lashes or whatever he took from just to say Toby. That's fucking huge, man. That's yeah. A and big... they show the close up of the end of the whip. It's not just a whip; it has like glass. Yeah. Like a shard of glass like tied onto it. Oops. It's awful. And so much of it what they do, and this happened in the on the boat too, is about making an example. Anytime somebody a, a slave does anything, even if it's just an accident, you got to make an example. You have to do something about it. Don't they rip some dude's arm off in the first episode or they hack it off or they something? They cut off Derek Luke's head yeah. arm. Right. Um but that's because he's sick. It's uh, infected, right. Yeah. But, but no, also so, but then they also cut off his head and three other heads and put him on 
That's right. Pikes or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. and then and in, even in the arm, don't they say we're not going to make this easy on you? They're yeah. basically chopping it and sawing it yeah. and ripping it. They're literally pulling it from the fucking socket. So yeah, it's brutal shit. And and I'm sure a lot of people are going to watch it and go, too much. I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, Brooke said she's not even interested. She doesn't want to see any of it. No, that's, which is, that's exactly. I mean, which is fair because she's Canadian and <laughs> there, there weren't a lot of slaves up there. Um, Mrs. Holland never even made it to where they get to America. Just the, the violence in the Africa part alone. Was, she tried. Uh, yeah, she, like, she tried. Yeah, it's it's brutal, but it's important. And I wish. I mean, obviously, when I was a kid, we all talked about Roots, and some people showed scenes from it. But I don't know if there's going to be any shows that will, sh- uh, any schools that will be willing to show this. Yeah. Because I, I honestly, if if my kid was in grade school, I'd say no. Too much violence. Yeah. And too much. Uh, liberal use of the n-word then and they don't understand the context right. they're going to come home and use it and not understand the context <laughs> right. i could see high school if my kid was in high school they want to watch roots of yeah. course yeah. but uh, but by that time what high school kids mind are you going to change about slavery yeah. maybe just fill in the blanks yeah. but uh, it's funny to me i mean that i i purposely only watched the first episode because i didn't want to do what I always do and talk about something that doesn't that didn't happen yet that viewers and listeners haven't seen. Right, but it's all aired at this point. Yes, it's all been on. But I think it's uh, Roots is a, a good example of this new way of filmmaking. I don't know where it started. Where guys are going to make like the typical TV movie or miniseries, but some at some point somebody raised the bar. You know, no more the day after hokey <laughs> shit like that. You know, no more uh, America with a K. Do you remember that miniseries? No. It was based on a shitty book where it was like, what if America was communist? And it spelled America with a K. Right. And Chris Christopherson was in it. <clears throat> but they're all just overblown. Because the Ks? And, Is that yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. But they're all overblown and bloated with uh, half actors. Even the original Roots was like... If you're black, come on down. We got a job for you. And some of the actors were not good. And I was reading interviews like John Amos and people who are still alive who were in it said, yeah, it was great. But afterwards it sucked because then it was like we couldn't get work because he said Hollywood was like, didn't we do Roots? So you guys are good, right? Like Hollywood was like, should we make a movie about a black guy? Eh, We just saw Roots a couple years ago. I think we're good. And it was like that. Yeah. And and so but now somebody I don't know who, who it was. But someone made a miniseries that fucking said, this is the way we're doing it now. And they put, maybe it's the Hatfields and McCoys. Maybe that was it. I didn't see that one. Because that was really brutal. It was, and it wasn't like, I, it wasn't very exciting. There was a lot of, because it was on history. So there was a lot of, a lot of dryness in it. So maybe, you know, these channels like History and A&E, they get money from the government, from the Arts Council and stuff to do important huh. shit. So, I mean, this is a great way to... To, to make those movies. You know, like when you see movies like The King's Speech or shit that was made in England or Australia, it's always made with government sure. money. Yeah, yeah. And like The King's Speech is a perfect example. It's historical drama. It's a great story. It's an important story. All about the history of England and how this guy came to power almost accidentally. And he united the country behind this speech and blah, blah, blah. And that's a great thing. And I think the government should finance that. The government should say, by all, by all means... But America doesn't do that nope. so much. They do have some money, but unlike the King's Speech, like 90% of the budget came from the fucking government because they said, please, yeah. make this movie about the king. I but, definitely wish we had something like, or like yeah. Canada is 
a great example. The Unfilm Board du Canada. They make <laughs> they make great stuff. Yeah, yeah and sadly, so it's almost like TV is the only place you can do that now because obviously all these channels are owned by some big conglomerate. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, A and E is owned by NBC, which is owned by. Uh, Universal and blah blah blah, and they're all owned by the same person ultimately, but they they don't make movies like this. God, God, <laughs> but but they, but like they've stopped making movies that are like big like this, like Ben Hur or the Bible or shit like that. That's like historically accurate and maybe not as not as uh, entertaining, but more you know educational. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There are very few movies like that. Miniseries and TV is the place to do that now. Or even just a regular series. Like The Americans. Yeah. I mean, those people aren't real, but you know people like that existed. And it's historically accurate in terms of... Every time I see that kid playing that fucking video game on his computer, it makes me laugh. <laughs> I haven't watched this season. Oh, because it's, cause it's... I don't know about you, but when we were kids, that was the... Like, sitting in front of the computer playing a shitty-ass version of Pong... Was as good as it got, man. I had Nintendo. That was the first. Really? Because yeah. I had... My dad brought home a, a table tennis game once. It had Pong, Hockey, and uh, Squash. So Pong was what you would expect. Hockey was... It had goals. It wasn't the whole side of the TV. Uh-huh. It was a goal. And then Squash was just if you wanted to play by yourself. Okay. It was just you <laughs> bouncing it against the wall. That's all. That's it. And I don't think we didn't have in television. I didn't even have an Atari, but my friend Aaron had an Atari twenty six hundred, which was pretty great. Well, I think when we've gone from discussing slavery to discussing ColecoVision, we might have uh, <laughs> we might have gotten to the end of this. Yeah, uh, I, I segment. mean, I, this I knew this was going to happen because whenever we talk about a show like Roots or something like that, that's actually kind of a important show. Right, it's so like, what like, can you say like other Nashville. than Nashville? <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, speaking of that. You know, we got a new, uh, another theme song. Yeah, it's good, too. You like it? Yeah. I thought that should be the ending theme, but I know uh, I, I know a lot of people who, li- who would listen to the show, like to, they like to see what song I use at the end and try to figure out how it connects. It's like yeah. a little game, I guess, which I, that's why I do it. It's also a little game for me as well. I think, okay, what are the notes I took here? Well, let me find a song that's like this, and I search for it, and so, and it's fun. So, I was about to say, let's use this as the ending theme, but I don't want to stop doing the other thing. So, <laughs> so uh, we'll play that song as we go out on okay. this show. But for the future, uh, maybe David will use that as the future, although it says Paul I and David. Yeah I, need, yeah, I need one for You for need just a new me. one. But... How funny is it that the guy, Alex Daniel, who did all this, uh-huh. found out these guy's a fucking doctor. He has a PhD. <laughs> yeah. And, and he listens to the show. Right. And has time to fuck around like this. Uh, yeah, has time out. to make us theme songs and write me, hey, can I ask you a question and play along like he's... I find, it's like finding out Farmer Ted in, uh, what's a fucking movie? Not Pretty in Pink, the other one. Uh, 16 Candles? Yeah, it's like finding out Farmer Ted in 16 Candles is like, grew up to be a genius. Uh-huh. And he's like a doctor and a head of a company. He's like the king of the dipshits. Yeah. Is now fucking all... And yeah. he teaches at a fucking Ivy League college. If you find of. out that your doctor listens to this show, find a new doctor. That's not the kind of... Well, it depends on what kind of doctor it is. I mean, obviously Alex is a PhD. He's not a right. medical doctor. And you can be a doctor of just about anything, so... If this guy, but but seriously, if you walk into a, a guy's office who's a doctor, 
and he's like a, and you're there to talk to him about something important and he's listening to this podcast walk out <laughs> turn around and get the fuck out walk off that campus go to a different school in a different state if you can have nothing to do with that um so uh all right trivia last week was what was it i don't remember oh what was it the hell jordan thing oh and it's all youssef the guy oh, right. who he, was on he was on Preacher. Boardwalk Empire. Right. That was the answer. The answer was he was on Boardwalk Empire. He played the young Meyer Lansky. Um, and Jen Edwards got that correct. And it, I owe her one of many prizes. But I got I packed them all up. Look, there's prizes ready to go. Yeah, there's a lot Re- of prizes. Ready to put in the mail. Look at all these envelopes I got. Two, three, four, five. And I've asked people for their address. So uh, prizes will go out next week. Um, so congratulations to Jen. So what's the question this week. All right, this is about uh, Philip Noyce directed this first Noyce <laughs> directed this first uh, installment of, of Roots. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a journeyman film and television director. He's done all kinds of stuff. Uh, Clear and Present Danger, uh, The Quiet American, uh, Rabbit, Proof, Rabbit Proof Fence. Oh my uh, god, Rabbit Proof Fence. Yeah, that's a good movie. Um, and wow. uh, The Giver, I think was his last movie, which was not very good. He didn't do the sequel? Uh I don't think there is a... Single. Yeah, the giver of no fucks. <laughs> okay. Um, but he's also done plenty of television work, uh-huh. uh, including, I just thought of the, uh, this because he directed the pilot of a series that you mentioned last week when we were arguing about Nashville as a... a this is a broadcast primetime soap opera that you think did it right when Nashville did it wrong. Uh-huh. He directed the pilot episode. Okay. What, I- show, what show is it? Well, it's a show that you like. So it's got to be one of two because there's only two that I mentioned last week that I like. I didn't know if you would even remember what you mentioned. Yeah, you're probably high, and you're probably high now. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not like that episode where you were drunk. I mean, <laughs> I can still function when I'm high, just not as I don't focus as well I as I should. I functioned fine when I was drunk. We did it for a perfectly good episode. No. Yes, we did. It was a good episode, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't something that I think we could do every week. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was good par- partly because you were drunk, but it, you don't want to do that every week. I'm high every week. Uh-huh. I'm high 24-7. <laughs> so, I mean, I do everything well, high, I'll just but say, it's different. That is not the only episode of this show that I've done drunk. That I, was just that I, was just the most drunk episode. I understand that as well. That's what I'm saying. That's The thing about drinking is... You know, one the difference between one drink and two drinks and three drinks are a big deal. Okay, well, I def- that episode I had more than three drinks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yes, I'm a little drunk. When I get high, it's not like, oh man, I just smoked three joints. I'm really super high. <laughs> it's always pretty much the same every time. Um, all right, so I'm gonna say um, blood and oil. That's wrong. Ah, fuck. I had a fifty-fifty chance. Yeah, it was obviously the other one I said. God damn it. All right, so people can go back and listen. And, uh, <laughs> well, I'm sure out. someone is immediately typing the answer to us. But guess what? No more prizes. They're all <laughs> gone. No, I'll still be sending out prizes, obviously. So send the answer to Paul at thekingoftv.com, and uh, I'll send you uh, what I can. And I'm happy to do that. And, of course, thekingoftv.com is my website. And uh, be my friend and follow me on the Twitter, at Paul Goble Show. And uh, you can be my friend on the Facebook. I'm happy to be your friend. But know this. If you're okay. my friend on Twitter, or you follow me and I follow you or whatever, um, I'm going to just, you know, react in kind. T- 
Twitter is like a, a stage. I like to read it to see the funny things that people say or the interesting things. And I like to share funny and interesting things with other people. And comments are fine, but it's not a discussion place. Twitter's not a place for discussions. Okay. Facebook is. Oh, okay. And I feel like Facebook is a place for longer posts and longer discussions and uh, and more re- real stuff. So just know, if you're my friend on Facebook and you have to say something stupid, I'm going to call you out. That's the point I'm making. Okay. Or if I see a picture of you and fucking Donald Trump and you're like, thumbs up, I'm going to say, hey, asshole, nice picture. Well, case in point, I just saw some guy posted something on Facebook, had nothing to do with anything, but I was interested in the conversation he was having, so I went to his page and read it, uh-huh. and then I noticed he had like a fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Civil War flag, like in his header, and I... And again, I don't know this guy. He's just some guy who friended me uh-huh. uh, because of game show fan fandom. But I said to him, hey, man. Like he said, Muhammad Ali, RIP. So I commented, what do you think Muhammad Ali would think about that fucking Civil War flag on your page? And he didn't say anything. But, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm just going to try to treat everyone like they're my friend. And I'm going to uh-huh. say, hey, man. Uh, just like if, you know, you were wearing a stupid hat and I saw you, I'd go, wow, that hat makes you look stupid. FYI. And I'm going to tell this guy, take that shit off your page if you want to not be a dick. So there's your fair warning. And you can be my friend in real life, too. That's fine. All right. <laughs> uh, you can find me at battleshippretension.com. That's where you can find that podcast and this podcast and all the other podcasts and all the other stuff that I write. So many other podcasts. Yeah. And you can email me at david at battleshippretension.com. You can follow me on Twitter at davypretension. And uh, Snapchat, going strong. Yeah? Battleship pretension with all the vowels removed. Nice. Killing it on Snapchat. Trying. (laughs) All right. So, um, was there something else I wanted to say before we get into the second show? Let's get into the second show. Oh, no. There was this uh, about Bottle Episode. So, the first two episodes of my other podcast, Bottle Episode, have now uh, surfaced. They are on. The first, we talk about Fly in the first one, and we talk about Friends in the second one with John Huck. So you can listen to those. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, there's plenty of links there. Um, but also, the episodes that we that we tape, I, I video, I set up a camera, and I video us watching the show. Uh-huh. Um, just in case any funny stuff happens or whatever. And I use some of that footage to make that trailer. But if there's somebody out there who wants to watch all that footage and put together, like, funny bonus episodes or whatever and basically you have to cull through it and most of it is just us sitting watching yeah. but there are things that happen throughout it that are funny but if anyone wants to volunteer to uh, or maybe I'll even pay you some money but if anyone's interested in looking at that footage and making some short videos uh, I I would like to talk to you alright let's talk about Outcast. sure now I, I didn't know anything about this unlike I Creature yeah I didn't know anything about it either I knew zero I don't know much of the cast I, obviously we're, we know Patrick Fuggett but yeah, I think he's the only one that I right that I recognize. Nobody else uh, that was uh, really famous. But that that kid was good. That little kid was good. Yes, I was almost ready to give up. I was like, "This isn't so great." Really? Because I loved it. And that loved it, but really, I was into it from the very opening because that very opening is so fucking gross. Yeah, in a way, and in a way that isn't like just gross out. It's like creatively gross. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's. Uh, 
it's and, definitely it, it it gets your attention for sure. Yeah. So I was I was like, oh, I'm on board with this. It turns out. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, I thought it was. I mean, it, obviously, it's the first episode of a comic book show. They're going to take their time, just like in The Walking Dead. You know, they kind of took their time to when it was. They made it clear. Oh, this is what it means to live in a world of zombies. You know, you can easily get overwhelmed minding your own business. But here they took their time to see exactly what this kid went through and what it happens. And is there some kind of supernatural element or is this kid just crazy and he's biting his uh, biting his finger? Yeah. <laughs> but it's not until the last five minutes where all the shit hits the fan, of course, and you go, oh, okay, there is something here. And the priest sees it too. Well, he's not a priest. The minister sees it too and says, yeah, there's definitely some shit going on. And he says, I've never seen anything like that in my whole life, which is nice. Because it's not like the old days or just a bad movie where a guy goes, oh, I don't know what that was. Oh, and he denies it. No, it's, you know, well, like everywhere, every character is David Denman. Yeah, know? I was going to say there were two actors that I did recognize that I forgot. David Denman. Right. Uh, and Reggie Cathy. Oh, of course. In, oh, he's only in the beginning, but I think. No, he comes back when, the, when he says... He tells David Deadman it's over. There's oh, nothing, that's right. That's nothing right. to see here. He's clearly going to be a bigger character. Yeah, well, he's, he's the, the sheriff. old sheriff who knows yeah. what's up. David um, Deadman's the young guy. And it, I will say, I like... I'm not a fan of David Deadman. Uh, I don't think he's a great really? actor. Nah. But I do like him in this. You know what I like him as? Roy? Um, in The Office? No. Um, no, I'm drawing a blank on the his gift? fucking name. No, uh, he was, he's on Angel. Uh, Skip. Um... Oh, wasn't was he a demon or yeah, something? He's yeah, he's totally unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah. He's got a huge like he's a towering demon with horns. But he was always really funny. He was a good guy demon. Um he was a neutral demon, and that would be kind oh, of okay. what was what was funny about it, because he was this incredibly imposing, like, heavy metal album cover demon uh-huh. type. But he'd talk about like watching a football game and have some chicken wings. <laughs> like, yeah, he was like a normal guy just doing nice. his job. Uh, so yeah, he's the the guy on the show who doesn't believe everything, anything, mm-hmm. and um, and like Brooke and I had a conversation. I said, well, why wouldn't she just say to him, look, when we were kids, this happened, and he saved me, and this is why he had to, you know, this is what really happened with his wife and daughter, not that he tried to hurt her. But I guess it doesn't matter because David Denman, the deputy sheriff, would go. None of that happened. Right. You're crazy to think that happened. You only say that because he's your brother. So stop being crazy, please. Because who, who's going to believe that? Especially the guy who is poised to be sheriff. I'm sure that's going to come up in later episodes where Reggie Cathy talks about retiring. Because am, am I right that they're the only cops in that whole town? I didn't see any other cops. See, yeah. yeah. And which makes sense. If it's a small municipality, it's going to be a county sheriff and... Sometimes they only needed, you know, like fucking uh, Beverly, uh, Beverly, Andy Griffith show. Beverly Hillbillies, I almost said. <laughs> it was like the Andy Griffith show. Right. Now, let me ask you about, I was really, I don't know why, but I was really impressed with, like, uh, the settings and stuff. Like, it's set in West Virginia, which I'd never been to. But the fact that it was so dreary and overcast the whole time, you know, and it looked cold. Like, I felt yeah, cold it watching did. it. Like when they'd show the, um, a couple times, the sort of uh, establishing shot of like the town square. It's like, yeah, no one's outside. Right? It's cold. And no birds. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no animals running around. It just looked like a place. It was, well, like, I'm sure growing up in Missouri, 
and was a lot like growing up in Michigan. When a day was cold and cloudy, it was the fucking worst. It was yeah. shit. Yeah. You didn't want to go outside because you didn't want to have to bundle up, even though there was no snow on the ground. There was nothing to do outside, and and it was just you had to just kind of grin and bear it till summer came and the sun came out. But that's what and like when he's stuck in his house, it reminded me of that. I mean, obviously he doesn't want to leave his house for yeah. <laughs> All I can think though. Um, when it was revealed that he didn't have any running water, for the rest of his scenes up until he went to his sister's house and took took a shower, all I could think is he must smell terrible. Like he's in the well, car she says thing. that when she walks in, like oh, you need a shower. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't necessarily think it was running water. I think it might have been hot water. No, how she you, turns on the sink. And how do you live water. without water? How do you flush a toilet? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, come on, that's all I can think about. How many days you literally cannot exist in your own house? For more than two days without water. I didn't water. write the show. I'm just saying it. It doesn't make any sense. He's eating cereal. What is he drinking? Nothing but milk. I guess so. <laughs> you can't exist. You can li- literally only live two days without Maybe drinking he's got water. Bottled water in the fridge because we know the fridge works. And where does that come from? I'm saying he buys bought some bottled. He water. He doesn't go outside. He bought some cereal at some point. He bought milk, <laughs> right? True. He's, he's been outside since. Had it delivered to him. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, but you're you're right. And it, it, He's got an Amazon Fresh membership. In any event, he uh, he was stuck in his house and he hadn't showered and it was dirty and and uh, it was almost like it was a, like a hoarder house where just you got to yeah. fucking tear it down and start over. But it's also the house he grew up in. It's the house where all that shit happened yeah. before he left. My favorite scene, honestly, was and I didn't think they were going to show it, but when they uh, when they did the flashback to finally show. What happened with his wife and his kid? And he walks yeah. in, and he's like in a nice suit, and his hair is combed. He's got a briefcase. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's that kid from Almost Famous, but he's grown up. He's <laughs> yeah. like a reporter now. He works for a newspaper. He's got a great family. It was funny to me the stark contrast between because even then it was looked like a nice day, like wherever they lived. He walked into his house. The sun was shining. The, the all the windows were open. It was bright. Uh, you know, the house was decorated beautifully. It looked like the exact opposite of the life he lived before and after. And I thought that was fucking cool. And I also thought they made it clear, like, oh, he didn't do anything. He he he's never done anything wrong. Right. It's not like he made a mistake, like they say. He did. He made a mistake. He thought he did something right, and he didn't. He he saw. Oh no, I have to protect both of them from the shit that I'm bringing in here. So he yeah. So he, yes, hurt her. He hurt his wife to get rid of that demon. She went, ugh. She broke out, and even she was forced to go, yeah, he hit me. I don't know why, but it was awful, or whatever he did to her. And then he ran away to keep them safe, which has worked, apparently, because they're both perfectly safe, but just everyone Uh, said. I recognize her, too, by the way. Caitlin Scheel, or Caitlin Scheil. She's like an indie darling. His wife? Uh, Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Did you see You're Next? Yeah. The horror movie? Yeah, great. little... The little prologue before the family shows up, when you see the neighbors mm-hmm. get killed in the first, she's the girl at the beginning. Oh, okay. uh, anyway, yeah, uh, acting's loved, really good on this um, show. I loved, um, not that I loved seeing this, but I loved that the show. It, it went there in a lot of ways. Like I talked about the opening being super gross, mm-hmm. and then later in the big like exorcism, or whatever, he's got this like nine year old boy pinned down and is like 
punching him in the face repeatedly. Brooke said, now, now Hakalugi in his mouth. <laughs> Which, that's a total brother thing, right? Yeah. You yeah. pin your brother down, you put his arms under your knees, <laughs> and you and you stretch out a loogie, suck it back yeah, in, yeah. stretch it out, and it yeah. made me laugh. But, but I yeah. Like, I like that the show went there on Yeah, because he, he was beating the shit out of that kid. And you have to. And it's funny, because it, it, at right that moment, it got, it, it, it got the exact reaction it should get. While he's beating him, because this kid needs to be... It's not a kid. He's a monster. He needs to be defeated. So you're behind him like, yeah, beat the shit out of him. But then the shot changes to the kid's face that's all bloody and being beaten by this grown man. And you're forced to go, oh, that's actually a kid. That's a real... That's like an actor who's... (laughs) That's not very comfortable. And then the thing goes away... And you're left with a kid who just got the shit beat out of him, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that's great. And then the cop, and and even better, like, because then it it goes to that scene you're talking about with David Denman and stuff, and Reg Cathy has to come out and say, okay, nothing going on here. And and I was kind of confused. I thought, why did the cops even show up? Who called the cops? But it actually makes sense because they the, what they called is the ambulance, which oh, they would right. have to call even if right. the even if the two of them, Patrick Fuggett and the 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 preacher. Are perfectly fine. They gotta call an ambulance for that kid, right? right yeah, he's fucked up. And so they call an ambulance, and of course the ambulance got there and went, "Whoa, we need to call the police because that's what we do." He did, and then the sheriff came, and but the mom who knew what was up said, "No, this is what I wanted to happen. Thank you." And I like that because now it's like it's not like the one guy running around going, "Everybody." Things are crazy. Believe me, believe me, things are crazy. It's more like the town knows things are crazy. Yeah. And if David Denman running around going, everybody, things are not crazy. <laughs> There's a perfectly rational explanation for this. Right? It's the yeah, reverse. He's the only, yeah. He's the I, only I like one. I, I did like that, that it was like, uh, like when the women come to him and the, the older, older, the two older women come to him in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And they're like, thank you. Like, you're like. Yeah, because they knew. They're old school. Yeah, like every exactly. other person was looking at him like that's the guy who almost killed his wife and daughter. But they, know, yeah, but so they, the old people knew, and they were like, "We want you to come back to church because it could help." I, yeah, so that confused the, the shit out like, of me. But this is essentially our reality, except demonic possession happens quite a lot, and a sizable chunk of the portion, chunk of the population is aware of it. Yes, I like at least in this part of the country and in small towns. And I will say that's a hard thing to do these days when you watch a show that takes place in a small town. It's really hard to believe because yeah. there are so few small towns. I mean, even in, even in, you know, the fuck, even in Texas and Arizona and, you know, up in the fucking woods in Washington and stuff, you're only a few miles away from a Starbucks, you know, <laughs> right. it's not unless you purposely go to the mountains or the woods, you know, fucking Unabomber style that you're out of, out of the way. Even these guys, he was at the what? The Piggly Wiggly? Yeah. Isn't that where he was shopping? Yeah. So even though they're out in the middle of, you know, in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia and bumfuck, still a Piggly Wiggly still there. Piggly they all got cell phones. And his sisters that wants more organic choices at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> exactly. She's, I mean, we said that Patrick Fuggett was the only star, but I keep thinking, but she's been in a ton Ren of Ren Schmidt is her name, right? Yeah. And yeah. She was, uh... she, well, she was on... Person of interest for a long time. Okay. She was a love interest on Person of Interest. Yeah, I just saw her in that um, boring uh, Hank Williams movie where Tom with Hiddleston Tom Hiddleston. Played. Yeah, he, she was one of his many uh, girlfriends. That's no good, huh? It's, it's a snooze. Is it better than the George Hamilton one where he plays Hank Williams? 
I never saw that. It's in the 60s. I thought for very a second young you were George saying Hamilton. there was a movie where Tom Hiddleston played George Hamilton. <laughs> I want to see that movie. I want to see anyone play George, uh, George Hamilton in a movie. All right, so before we go home, uh, or before David goes yeah, but, home. So our final verdict is pretty positive on Outcast. Yes, yeah? which is surprising. I know you, you, pro- you were ready not to like it, right? Yeah, because I don't like a lot of stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't watch The Walking Dead, so uh, yeah, I was probably not. Um, yeah, I was not excited about it. So maybe part well, of my excitement is that I, my expectations were low, and the first scene right. was uh, so gruesome. And well, and it's um, you know AMC is always hit and miss. You know, even The Walking Dead, which I enjoy. So many people hate it. There's plenty yeah. of people who say, fuck that yeah, show. a lot of people. And I'd say, and there's plenty of shows on AMC that I wouldn't watch if you fucking put a gun to my head. But uh, this seems to be one of the good ones. All right? Okay, so I have in front of us. In front of us. We're moving on. Yeah, moving on. I have in front of me. Back when we did our preview of the fall season, new fall season, we each made predictions about all the shows. All the new shows we thought were going to be good and what we thought were going to be bad, just based on... The premise and the description. We hadn't seen any of them. Yeah, we hadn't seen any of them at this point. And so you kept a... Uh, I kept a lot of what, what we voted, which ones would be good. And so uh, let's go through the list. These are okay. the order we talked about. I don't know what order this is in, so that's that's fun. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of these I don't even remember, All right. by the way. So uh, Angel from Hell, we were both thumbs up on. We both, by the description, we loved it. And then when it finally premiered, we loved it. We liked it a lot. Yeah. But sadly, nobody watched it. So we're, we're 0 for 1 on that one. Yeah. Um... Here's one I don't even remember. Heartbreaker. Uh, yeah, that was that's the, that was a late season premiere. The Doctor show with uh, uh, the English girl who pretended to be American. It was based on real life. Okay. And she was uh, open heart surgeon. Oh, this was the uh, poster with her making a heart with her hands, mm-hmm. except her hands were covered in blood. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That ran for like uh, two episodes, but we said so no on we that. We both one. said no on that. So we got that one right. Yep. Uh, mark. You're going to want to mark down what we got right and what we didn't. Why? For what? What are we, we going to use this so, again? No, I'm saying so. When we're done, we can go oh, look. Okay. We got we got more than half of them okay, right. So we know what we're doing. The ones we got. So we were on Angel Hell. We were right on Heartbreaker and. Yeah. Um, we were both uh, thumbs up on Ash versus Evil Dead. Looks like we were right on that. Okay, but that was that was kind of a no brainer. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. Only because if people, you know, it's like the people who love Evil Dead are going to watch that show, whether it's good or bad. Now, so the player, I was a, I was a no, you were a yes, and it was bad. I admit. So I won that one. Yeah. Uh, Bastard Executioner, we were both no. Whew, horrible. That's one of. The, I think it was the second show canceled this year. Um, here's one I don't remember, even though I was a yes on it. People are talking. Oh, yeah, that was the comedy with Mark Paul Gossler, the sitcom. Oh, that's right, because it changed Bell. names, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but you were a no, so you won that one. Yeah. Um, best time ever, I was a no, you were a yes. That was the Neil Patrick Harris show? Yeah, so I won that one. But, I mean, does that count? Because that seems like it was a one and done. It seemed like it was something they were only going to do for a while until okay. people got tired of it. Did people like it, though? I don't, I don't know. Think they did. I, I, I guess not. I feel like not. I won that one. Okay, all right. All right. I guess not. Uh... Here's, we were both blind spot. We were both no. We were both thumbs down on blind spot. Really? And I was wrong because I love that show. All right, <clears throat> that's, um, it's good. And another one you liked. We were both uh, no on blood and oil, and you liked that one. Oh no, because we were right about that. Because it did get canceled. Even though I liked it, it okay. did get canceled. Okay, so we we're both right on blood and oil. Here, yeah. Even though your point of view changed. <laughs> yes. All right, we were both no on heroes reborn. So I guess we were right on that. Yep. Um, this one, I don't even know the fate of this because there's too many shows that start with the word Chicago. 
Chicago Med, we were both no. Yeah, it's still on. It's well, still all those Chicago shows okay. are doing well, but... So we lost that one. Yeah. Uh, we were both no's for Minority Report. Yep, and that one we got right. Two wins. That's canceled. Uh, Code Black, I was a yes and you were a no. That's gone. So you got that one right. Yeah. Um, Grandfathered, we were both yeses. Oh, and that was a hard one, because that should still be on. I didn't watch the show, but it was funny. I don't know why it got canceled. But So we were both wrong on that. And we were both wrong on the grinder, apparently, too. Um, nope. We, um, we'll get to the grinder. Okay. In a second. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, we were both right on. We both gave it a yes. Well, of course. So two wins there. My protege. But for the grinder, I was a yes, and you were a no. Oh, man. So, you won that. Technically, I was right, but I was wrong, because yeah. that's a great show. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember this one. The Detour. We were both That's yeses. that Jason Jones show on TBS. Oh, okay. And that's still on, right? Yeah. Okay, so we got... We well, that was a late... That was a late... Uh, the late premiere. So it works. Okay. Uh, Scream Queens, we were both no, but that one is... It's a horrible show, terrible. but yes, it's coming back, I think. Uh, Dr. Ken, we were both yes. Amazingly, even though it's terrible, we both, for some reason, thought it was going to be good. And, and it did yeah. It did get renewed. Uh, we were both no's on Rosewood. But that got renewed. It did get renewed. It's okay. horrible, but it got renewed. Uh, we were both no on Life in Pieces. Oh, that's the CBS one with Colin Hanks. I'm pretty sure that's coming back. Okay. But it's okay, so we I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, we were both yes on the Muppets. Ugh. Wrong about that, right? Sad. Sad. No, they made the right, right call. <laughs> uh, we were both no on Limitless. What is the fate of Limitless? Ooh. It's coming back? I heard that's coming back, okay, yeah. Okay, so we were wrong on that. Uh, we were both yes on Quantico, and that's coming back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big hit. Priyanka Chopra, new... T- TV's darling. Yes. Uh, we're oh Supergirl. I was a yes, and you were a no. Ha. Well, do, what does kind it count? Of, yeah, I feel like maybe we should because CBS that a, did cancel it, but it's just moving over to the CW. I feel like we should call that a wash. Okay. Then. Although that show is bullshit. <laughs> I hate um, it. Somehow we were right on of Kings and Prophets. We both said no. Or is that coming back? No, it was canceled after one episode. <laughs> I think that was the first canceled show of the season. Um. Well, I know. I think the first canceled show might have been Wicked City, which we were both yes on. So we got that one. Oh, wrong. right. Yeah, we uh, even talked about we were it. Right on of Kings and Prophets. Forgot all about Wicked City. Wicked yeah. City could have been good. I don't know why people hated it. I don't know yeah, why ABC yanked it. Yeah. Um, we were both yes on Wrecked, which is only just now premiering. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, like next week, I think. Okay, so I'm going to say we got that. <laughs> right. Can't even tell. All right, sure. Um, we were both yes on The Catch. That's still going, right? Or is that a- well? Is it coming back? I don't think they've made a decision on that because it was a late premiere, also because they wanted to, you know, it, okay. it replaced Scandal when Scandal was done. I think right. so. They, I think that actually is coming back. All right, I'm going to say I, we're both right. Okay. Uh, and then finally, my family. I don't know which one this is. No, the family. Not the family. My family. Really? That's what I have here. All you have is my family. Yeah. I, that's. I have no memory of that. Really? Maybe I was wrong. Is the family down on your list? No, we didn't talk about... We didn't talk about the family. My family. Wait, that's a 1995 movie. And it says TV series from the 2000s. (laughs) It's not not the... Yeah, maybe it is the family. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know why I wrote my family. 
So uh, we were both yes on that, and that is canceled. Canceled. So we were both wrong. Although it was a good show, I liked it. All I'm right. amazed that the stuff that was good and got canceled, and stuff that's crap and left. All right, let's chalk up the points here. Okay. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. While David's adding 14, this up, 15, 16, I want to say I went to see I went to see a taping of uh, At Midnight uh, last week, and Fozzie Bear was on it. And I went because Fozzie Bear was there, but also John Hodgman and Kristen Shaw were on. And it was fucking great. It was so fun. I had a, the greatest time. They were all hilarious. But it occurred to me, and it was, and they talked about like Fozzie being unemployed, and that was mm-hmm. funny. It was like, what are you going to work on now? But I thought, wouldn't it be great if Fozzie got roasted? If they did a roast of Fozzie Bear on Comedy Central? That'd be hysterical, because people would be killing themselves to be on it, first of all. Everyone would want to do it. And second of all, they would have other Muppets, too. Because if Disney is going to give permission for Fozzie to be on, yeah. you know they're going to say, you also need to have Pepe and Rolf, but right. we can't have Kermit. We can't give you Kermit. We'll have a video of Kermit. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know. I just I can't imagine Disney. I feel like it's so... They let him be on At Midnight. Why wouldn't they let him do a roast? Because the roasts are known for being... So maybe they say, raunchy. because Fozzie is a, a child's property... Just make sure no blue language and don't talk about sex because that's gross, anyways. Honestly, I've oh, never thought sex? I've never thought it was funny when someone said, "What's you know, what's green and smells like pork?" Kermit's uh-huh. finger. Uh-huh. It's fucking childish and not funny. <laughs> and you know what? Kermit and Miss Piggy don't have sex. They're boyfriend and girlfriend. They hold hands and they walk around or ride bikes because they're puppets. So don't be gross. All right. Do you want the final? Uh, <laughs> yes. Tally? What's the? T- well, but my point is. I'm trying to get this going, but slowly. So if you see a tweet of mine with the hashtag Roast Fozzie, just do okay. me a favor and retweet it so I can get that hashtag going. All right. So what's the final tally? So I was right on 16 of my predictions. Out of? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, Paul, were right on 17. Yes! Beat me by one. That's right. So, But I think that's more than half, right? There weren't, there weren't more than 30 new shows. Yeah, couldn't okay. have been right. Oh so that's that's pretty good, uh, based on no information whatsoever, other than the title and the cast, and even some of that changed. I think that's pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good average. We have exactly thirty on this list. Okay, so more than five hundred, and if you bat more than five hundred in the major leagues, you're right? an all star. You're an all star. So suck it, every other TV reviewer in the world. Yeah, watch this. Wait, we didn't say what we're going to watch next week. Oh, uh, we're going to watch... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to watch Feed the Beast, the new David Schwimmer show on AMC. And I'm going to watch uh, the season two premiere of Casual on Hulu. Now, so- sorry for everyone who stopped listening. Now watch this. Hey Watch This was filmed on location in front of a live studio audience.